Hey there, welcome back to this week's episode of the Seatown Podcast, where Seattle business owners, entrepreneurs, and community leaders are invited on to share their stories with us. I'm your host, Christian Harris. This week's episode of the Seatown Podcast is brought to you by Seatown Real Estate. Their mission to make a difference extends beyond just their unique and unconventional approach with their clients and their agents. They partner with the community to give back a percentage of the proceeds from each home sale to a local nonprofit of their client's choice. Visit seatown.com, S-E-A-town.com, and experience the difference with Seatown Real Estate today. Now we're going to talk politics today. I'm here with, with Phil Tevel. So we had you on um, a month or two ago? Yeah, couple, I think a couple two months, months ago. ago. Yeah. 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 So kind of initial conversation about yes. uh, you know, why you're running for District 1 you know, here right. in West Seattle, what sort of change needs to be had. Maybe you could kind of sum up that conversation, what's taking place so far and where <clears> we're going. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, we talked about change. We talked about the fact that, you know, Almost nobody thinks Seattle is in a better place than it was four years ago. Yeah. And the fact that if we don't change leadership, if we don't change direction, if we don't get some new ideas, this city is going down a very bad path. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what I'm seeing on the doors. I mean, the people I talked to before the primary, it's, you know, they feel it even stronger now that this is just untenable. They don't like what we're, what we're seeing. People who have lived here 30, 40 years just don't recognize the city of Seattle. And, you know, that just means this is exactly the time for change. And our city council, unfortunately, really is to blame for a lot of it. Not having the leadership and not having the ability to listen and really formulate a plan to fix things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from from my perspective, they seem pretty deaf to business owners, to the community, kind of like, hey, we're in charge. We're going to do what we want. Right. Well, it's like, you know, it's like Mike O'Brien, you know, so he decided that he wasn't going to run again because I think someone told me he was polling in the low 20 percent in approval rating in his neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, that's in his neighborhood. In yeah, his that's neighborhood. that's yeah. not great. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's a bad sign as an elected official when you get thrown out of a museum opening, you know, mm. so. <laughs> It's not um, good. But, you know, and so he's now deciding for the legislation to try to get rid of natural gas, you know, just sort of, you know, lobbing that bomb out the is, door as he's, you know, leaving. Is he the one pushing that? <clears throat> yeah, he's the, most the one ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It is. They're trying to get rid of the um, the Environmental Protection Act uh, safeties so that people in neighborhoods can't actually raise these SEPA questions mm-hmm. when there's development issues. They're trying to get rid of that. I just, they, it, they just miss the mark they're not listening to us and we're saying help the homeless help public safety work on affordability look at transportation issues and you know we've got lisa herbold now trying to champion get rid of every week trash pickup you know which wouldn't actually lower our utility costs at all it would just mean we get trash picked up half as often right you know and it's just it just keeps being little pieces like that Sure. Well, I know, uh, you know, part of something we've, we've talked about kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of offline, you know, is the, uh, the, the accountability piece of it, you know, like, where's our money going, you know, like, yeah. is it, are we just burning money and, and hoping for the best? Or is there actual metrics in place, you know? It feels that way. Yeah. I mean, I know when I talk to people about service providers that aren't doing a very good job and, you know, you look at places like Share, Wheels, Lehigh, you know, with, with executive directors pulling down salaries around $200,000 a year. Yeah, um, and actually, profit <laughs> uh, Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Who's the non, who's not profiting because that yeah. feels like someone is, yeah. but it's not the people on the street. You know, as a public defender, some of the clients I have right now, that's exactly the position they're in. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, they say that the city keeps talking about what they're doing, but they don't see any change. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, I mean, you, you did good in the, the primaries. Uh, we're through that now. We're looking at general election. Uh, yes. I mean, you're doing a lot of door knocking. Uh-huh. Uh, I see a lot of your signs around around West Seattle. Give us yep. kind of a, a status update. Um, so, yeah. So we have, in fact, seven weeks from today is election day. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will be getting their ballots. I think they get mailed out sometime around the 17th of October. Um, we're now doorbelling well over a thousand doors a week. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we got a new field coordinator, a guy who's come on board who's awesome. Um, so we're having crazy numbers of conversations, which are good. And we're actually we're changing minds at the doors. You know, really? people okay. who didn't know who I was before uh-huh. paying a little more attention now, um, and they're listening. They're listening to what I'm having to say. So, you know, we feel really good that through the primary. Lisa had just over 50%. She had 50.6%. I had 32.3%. And Brendan Colding, the other challenger, he had about 17%. So the fact is, it was basically Mm 50-50 through the primary. And she had so much activity early on from the Martin Luther King Labor Council and from SEIU and the elected officials that she's known for a long time that she activated her base really early. And our base is getting activated a lot later. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like you said about the signs around town, what's great is the things I hear on the door is, wow, you know, there are a lot of businesses that are behind you and these are the places that I trust and I love and I know the owners. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is really starting to pick up momentum and that makes me very happy. But one of the things I did want to say that shocked me was, so we got 68,000 registered voters in District 1. We had 28,000 come out to vote in the primary, which meant 40,000 people in District 1 didn't vote. So I would like to challenge specifically today everyone in West Seattle and South Park to come out and vote in the general. You're going to have a thought, you're going to have a feeling, you're going to have an impression, you're going to want change or something different. If you're going to feel that way and you want to be justified in having those complaints mm-hmm. and being well, being able to stand up and say, I want something different, I want something better, vote, please. I challenge West Seattle to come out at 67% and vote because it's rare for us to get more than 50% of the people to come out. It looks like we should be right around 50%, but really, come on, 68,000 people. Just take a look at the two candidates, read our platforms, watch the videos on the blog, and vote. But I challenge you all to go out and vote. Even if you want to fill out your ballot and not vote for anybody because you're sick of politics, fine. Send it in. You don't even need a stamp anymore. Hmm. I mean, Washington is one of the easiest places to vote. And so, and in fact, just the the other thing I wanted to throw in is the average age of the voter through the primary was 55 years old. It was the average age. Uh 18 to 30-year-old voters only came out across the city at 10.5%. Sure. That's, I mean, one in 10 people, 18 to 30, took the time to vote. So please, please take the time to vote. This is for all of us. This is your community. This is my community. This is Christian's community. We want it safer. We want it stronger. We want it more effective. We want it helping the people it needs to help. But we got to vote for change. So that, that is my call out, my call to action for West Seattle. So spread the word. If you've got a friend, when, when you're filling out your ballot, make sure they do. Tell them to do it and tell them to get active. Yeah, no, I, I second that. I mean, I know nationwide young people tend not to vote, uh, but yeah. they also tend to be you know, the, the most vocal about wanting change. I mean, why? What, what's in it for young people, West Seattle? I mean, what, you know, West Seattle's historically, you know, been right. you know kind of older and families oh, yeah. and that sort of thing. But there's a lot of new people, you know, moving into to West Seattle. What's what's in it for them? Why do, why should they care about voting in this election? Like 
because we've got, I mean, obviously we've got public safety issues and we got homelessness issues that are starting to intrude in West Seattle. And when we talk about light rail eventually coming here, that's going to be things that's going to make it easier for a lot of people to come to West Seattle. And as we've seen in some other places, that means that some of the population that is homeless, that's been left out, that doesn't have a place to go, they move around. And we've got a beautiful part of the town and we're seeing increases in the Admiral Junction, in the Morgan Junction, in the Alaska Junction, where we're just getting, you know, more needles left in alleyways. We're getting more crime on the streets, more violent crimes, yeah. more shoplifters, you the know, R RV problems, the you know, RV yeah. problems. And this is something that the young people who want to start a family, who want to start a life here, who want to be part of West Seattle right now. This is the beginning of the future for all of us to say that if we want a safer, more effective Seattle that truly helps the people who said it, who the city says it wants to help and also support the businesses that are backbone. If we want those things to happen, we need change now. And the truth is, if that younger voter just came out at even 50 percent, they could say this is what we want. We want stronger rights for these groups. Mm -hmm. We want better protections for these groups. We want these things to happen in our city and have a voice. And so if you don't vote, if you don't vote, you don't have a voice. If you don't show up at neighborhood meetings, you don't have a voice. And, you know, so what I say is right now we're setting the stage for the next 25, 30 years in this city. And if you want as a 30 year old or a 25 year old, if you want that to be decided by people who are in their 50s and 60s and 70s, fine. But the city that they're going to be living in in 30 years is going to be very different from the city that your others are living in. I mean, I know I'm 48 mm -hmm. and I was seven years younger than the average age of the voter. And, you know, I've got a kid in second grade. And so I think about these things because sure. this is the city I'm growing into. Sure. So what you're saying is that uh, don't <clears throat> is instead of, you know, maybe spending your time, you know, leaving comments online and complaining online. Yes. Literally get out there and vote and make a difference with uh, with your ballot. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in 2015, the district <laughs> one race was decided by 39 votes. 39 votes between nothing. Lisa oh. Herbold and Shannon Braddock. Mm -hmm. And we've seen nothing improve in four years. We've seen, you know, failed ideas and concepts coming out of city council. What would it have been different if 40 other people had voted? I think we'd have something better right now. Sure. And so I'm saying now, don't have that regret. I mean, I know there is, I mean, I'm literally spending every minute of every day doing something to get people to pay attention and vote and vote for change. Everybody else should be doing the same. Like, if you care about your community and you want to see a difference, mm -hmm. this is it. This is what happens. Tell sure. people to vote. Sure. So let's say someone's uh, <clears throat> watching this or, you know, here's this podcast and yeah. like doesn't really know anything about local politics. What's, yes. what's a good resource for them to like find out what's happening um, or what they can do, you know, outside of obviously voting? Oh. Um, you know, just so, you know, because... I'm a big advocate of informed voters. Yes. You know, some people just push voting, and I'm like, there's a lot of ignorant people out there that probably shouldn't be voting. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. I mean, you know, we we definitely in the country feel like we've we've reached that point where we have an electorate that's not really paying attention to what the issues are, mm -hmm. and they're voting with a very snap judgment on on emotion. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things is go to your neighborhood group, like find out, you know, if you live in the Admiral Junction, if you live on Alki, if you live in Delridge, if you mm -hmm. live in South Park, there are neighborhood groups all throughout 
all the whole district one and all throughout the city, go pay attention because the leaders of those groups are ones that are plugged into the larger groups. Sure. You know, the district one community group, which links the whole of district one. Um, you know, we have local democratic groups as well. The 34th legislative mm -hmm. district Democrats, um, you know, for us, we're trying to get that word out as well. So we go to Tavel for Seattle and you can see when people are talking because we've got lots of forums and debates coming up. Sure. Um, there's one tonight on the Duwamish. There's one, uh, one on the 28th coming up, uh, one on October 10th, mm -hmm. sponsored by the West Seattle Chamber of Commerce at the West Side School. Um, you yeah, know, those, and those tend to be really good ones, you know, the put on by the, the government advocacy committee yes. for, for the chamber. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I would say like the West Seattle Chamber is really doing an awesome job just trying to get informed and get out there. The Junction Association, mm -hmm. like Laura Radford, does an amazing job trying to get people just, you know, informed on issues. But, th but that's about it. Ask around, you know, everybody knows someone who's the one active person in their group. Sure. I mean, I know a lot of my closest friends. I asked them if I wasn't running for council, how much would they pay attention? Mm -hmm. And for the most part, the answer is very little. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to change that because we, we just have to. We sure. have to as a community because it's us. Yeah. I mean, we are the voter. Sure. And one of the biggest problems I have is I feel like our city council believes that they're there to serve their own purpose, not listen to the constituents. Sure. So we just need to stand up and be vocal and loud and heard. Yeah, I, I definitely encourage. I mean, people tend to, uh, you know, anecdotally from what I've seen, you know, pay attention to the, the national stage and national elections. Well, right. that's important. Yeah. The day-to-day -day what's going to really affect your life is going to be the local politics. It's true. In fact, it was actually really funny. Um, a couple of weeks ago when Elizabeth Warren uh, spoke at mm -hmm. Seattle Center, um, I took a couple of days off just to chill before, uh, before the craziness of the general. And so... I ended up at the exact same place that Elizabeth Warren was mm. to take a few days off. She was staying in the hotel room above me. <laughs> and uh, at breakfast one morning, I got a chance to talk to her. And she's, yeah. she's awesome. She totally blew me away. Um, but what was neat is behind me was a table of people uh, from Linwood who actually had relatives here in West Seattle. And we were talking about how cool it was that Elizabeth Warren was there. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys at the table said, yeah, 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 that's cool. But you're going to impact Seattle, man. You're the local one. I care about that. And so, I, you know, I was very flattered to yeah. think that he was even thinking that way. Sure. But it's true. It's I mean, true. we're yeah. watching the 2020, you know, primaries beginning now. But 2019 is Seattle. It's the city council, those nine people that control our $6 billion mm -hmm. and your voice. So please pay attention. I really want to be your voice. I want to be the person to make that change. But, you know, it's not going to happen if enough people don't pay attention and vote for change. Yeah, very true. Um, before we sign off here, is there anything else you would like to, to add? Let's see. Um, well, one of the things I, so I did want to say, because I know this keeps coming up on the doors. Mm -hmm. You know, people ask me about the downtown uh, Chamber of Commerce in case the Citizens Alliance for a Sound Economy uh, and People for Seattle, Tim Burgess's group. And mm -hmm. they say like, oh, it's, it's terrible that they're putting so much money in your pocket and, mm -hmm. you know, you're working for them. And I just want to say I'm not. Um, you know, they endorsed me. Uh, the most they can give my campaign is $250, like anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, they want to see change, and they're putting out door knocker. You know, they're putting the people on the doors canvassing and yeah. sending out mailers. But in general, they're just supporting what they want to see as change. As far as me, 
I am just someone that they endorsed and they believe in what I have to say, but we're different. Mm -hmm. We can't control what they do. I can't even tell them to stop doing what they do. I mean, I can intimate that it might not be helping me, but that's it. We're barred by law from being involved. So sure. political action committees that do things called independent expenditures are just separate from the campaigns and they do what they're going to do. And it would be great to see money come out of politics like that. Right. It hasn't happened yet, but I just want people to know that I'm me. I'm a renter. Mm -hmm. I was a public defender. I was a teacher. I'm a community activist. And, you know, that's it. I'm a dad. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. that's who I am. So, uh, I mean, if, so if I understand it, uh, and so other people can, I mean, essentially, you know, I mean, you're not getting private or public money in any regard. The, the, the PACs are, you know, doing advertising or whatever they do, but it's not going to your campaign. No. Yeah, exactly. They, you know, they, you know, there's been talk about the amount of money they've spent and they put together mailers that they send out. Mm -hmm. They hire doorbellers to knock on doors. And you'll notice if it's someone from my campaign, it's someone who knows who I am. There's yeah. someone who's become aware of my platform. And if it's those people that are coming from one of the PACs, they're for the pack. I mean, so it's a group that says, look, this is what we believe. This is what we want to see. But it's not the campaign. Sure. The campaign is something different. That's that's me. And that's you. And it's the District 1 businesses that have that have backed me and the District 1 people mm -hmm. that have backed me. So just, you know, hopefully people will see if it, if it doesn't say paid for by Tavel for Seattle, our campaign didn't send it out. Sure. I think it's a good good distinction. So, yeah. well, well, Phil, you have my vote as you know Christian Harris as well as Sea Town Real Estate. So I appreciate. it. Thank yep. you. Yes. So once again, just please, when you get your ballot, take the time, fill it out, vote. That is what our country gives you the chance to do, which is change the government in the way you want to see it change. So I really I want to see West Seattle come out and South Park come out at over two thirds because we would be the strongest showing in the whole city and we would show the rest of the city that we care and we can set the standard for activity. Yeah, I love it. Well, thanks for your time, Phil. Thank you. All right. That wraps up this week's episode. Make sure to check out our guest website, pay them a visit and help spread the word about what they are doing. If you have any questions, know someone who should be a guest on here or has a great story worth sharing, email me at christianharris at ctown.com. That's S-E-A-town.com. I would also love it if you would go to iTunes and give us a review and a nice five-star rating. We work hard to bring on great guests and provide exceptional content, and getting a review from you is one way to help the podcast rank well on iTunes so others can find and enjoy the show. You can also find out more about me, how my real estate brokerage is breaking the mold and making a difference in our Seattle communities, and other projects I'm working on by visiting ctown.com, S-E-A-town.com. Thanks for listening. The music for our podcast is courtesy of The Fascination Movement. You can find their albums in the iTunes store. You can also listen to more episodes and find all our show notes on our website at ctownpodcast.com. This has been a Seatown Media Production.